Hi, my friends, and welcome to Coach Boss Energy. This is the podcast for new and aspiring coaches who are ready to level up in their business and lean into their authority as a badass coach and CEO. I'm your host, Lindsay Sacco, your pocket-sized MBA with five years of consulting and coaching experience, and I'm ready to get real and raw about it all. From launching a coaching business that's set up to scale to growing your business to those shiny, consistent 10K months and beyond, I'm sharing everything. So cozy in and let's get to business. Hello and welcome to another episode of Coach Boss Energy. I am so excited because today we're talking about goals. Well, more specifically, we're talking about how to make goals reality And I talk to a ton of entrepreneurs, new coaches who have no shortage of goals. They do not have any problems coming up with all of the goals. But the problem happens when they need to figure out how to actually turn all of those goals into reality and start making plans to go from idea, dream, vision in their head to daily, weekly, monthly actions that they can Uh, turn into habits, and and create a lifestyle that they actually enjoy. Because a lot of times we have these goals that are so lofty and we end up killing ourselves, working way too hard trying to make them happen, and we lose touch with what the ultimate uh, reason why we set those goals was, which is to create a lifestyle that we love, to create a career and a job that we love. So I'm really excited to talk to Becca today, and I'll introduce her in a second. She, like you guys, when I first met Becca – First of all, we met each other at a summit, which was really fun, both manifesting generators, which I had no idea what it meant at the time, but I just like got excited that someone was a manifesting generator too. Um, And I had never met a time management coach before, uh, but as soon as I met her, I was like, I need you in my, my life. Becca is the founder and coach at The Holistic Time Coach, and as a holistic time management strategist, which I just love that, like to me that's like the best title ever, uh, she helps successful business owners step off the never-ending hamster wheel of productivity, get their time back, and finally create the time freedom that they started their business for. So if you're sitting here like thinking to yourself, I started my business because I wanted to travel the world, but now I'm spending 60 hours like sifting through emails and constantly trying to create content for my Instagram. You're going to love Becca. This is going to be great. So she grew up in a family of entrepreneurs uh, and she saw people working super hard her entire life. Hard work was all she knew. But after becoming an engineer and burning out, she became a yoga teacher and Reiki healer, which is so exciting. I want to hear more about that. Uh, And she spent the last eight years of her life dedicated to living in the present moment, unlearning toxic productivity and the toxicity of hustle culture, which I think in the coaching space is all too common. So I'm super excited to talk more about this. Anyway, you can tell Becca's amazing and she has a lot of really great points of view when it comes to cutting through the bullshit, excuse my language, but like honestly, as entrepreneurs, there's so much that flies at us all the time. We're drinking out of a fire hose. I love Becca's approach to cutting through the bullshit and just getting your life back so that you can actually run a business that looks the way that you want to look. So I'll stop talking, and I'm just going to say, Hi, Becca. Thanks for being here. What did I miss? Tell the world about you. Hey, Lindsay. No, you didn't miss anything. You got it spot on. And um, yeah, like I, I, I never really think about what I do as cutting through the bullshit because it's very much so centered in, in compassion and like just being real. But I, I, yeah, so that's a, that was an interesting thing to like hear on my side. So thank you. 
<laughs> You're welcome. Sorry to put words in your mouth, but for me, that's what it feels like. Sometimes it feels like people constantly tell me I need to, like I should, 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 should. You should be doing this. You should be doing this. You have to be doing this. If you want to do X, you have to do Y. And I think sometimes we get sucked into that. And I consider that the bullshit of the entrepreneurial space when everybody thinks that they can just throw advice at you uh, and tell you what to do with your time when we became entrepreneurs to manage our own time. No, and you definitely did not put words in my mouth. It was just interesting. Like, you know, I I don't typically put compassion with anti-bullshit, but it's so true because, you know, the most compassionate thing you can do for yourself is what's like inside, right? Not all the all the stuff outside. So thank you for the introduction. I'm, I'm really excited to have this conversation and, and talk about how to bring things into reality. It like, it's not talked about enough. It's always talked about like set your vision board and set your big goals and do all of this, but it's very um, not talked about as much actually making it happen and and the hard work that needs to go into making it happen but also balancing that with rest and so that is super important right it all comes back to time management how you spend your time is how you make your goals reality so yeah <laughs> yeah it's so true and honestly when you're right like there's so much emphasis on like setting your vision vision boarding and that's great right we have to know what our goals are before we start managing our time so that we can manage it to actually serve us and serve and serve the big goals that we have but some of the biggest questions that i get from new entrepreneurs is like i know what my goals are like i'm really driven i know exactly what i want maybe they're struggling to prioritize and we'll probably get to that later on uh, how many goals you really should be tackling at once but the biggest challenge often is t- turning, pivoting from, okay, I've set all my goals to how the hell do I get them, you know, to be a reality. Um, so I'm excited to talk about that today because honestly, it is something that I get asked all the time. Everyone has kind of a slightly different philosophy when it comes to time management, goal setting, and time organization, which is all stuff that you you do really well. So I would love to hear you define your approach to helping entrepreneurs manage their time to hit their dream goals. So it's totally in my name, right? Holistic. And that is the very uh, basis, foundation of, of what I do with my clients and what I've done for myself. Like what, what I share with you is is very much so I applied it to myself. And so what holistic means when it comes to time management is the interconnectedness of your mind, your energy, your relation, like everything about you, how you learn, how you take action, how you focus, how you're motivated, like all of these things that are so interconnected. And to also say external circumstances, right? External circumstances and privilege and all the conversations that I think society is starting to have more come into how we manage time as well and how we're able to spend time, right? Majority of people don't have the ability to spend their time in the way they want to. And so I think we have such an opportunity as entrepreneurs to do that, to spend our time with acknowledgement of our privilege, which is a huge thing that I love talking about, but went down a slight rabbit hole there. But so holistic is, is like, really finding out what works for you, putting you at the center, everything about you, figuring out the time management strategies that are for you, and also talking about your mindset with time, your relationship with time. So a lot of 
people think that they can just find the next tool and system and hack to get them more productive. But in reality, it most likely is your relationship to time, your mindset, how you actually feel about time, which is a whole nother topic that we can talk about another day. But um, it and I'll, I'll, I'll mention it a little bit in this podcast for sure. But relationship with time is, is honestly probably more important than the next tool or app or hack. So that's basically, you know, my philosophy. I'm very much so anti-hustling, anti-toxic productivity, like like you mentioned in my bio. Um, and yeah, pro rest is <laughs> the opposite of that. The positive spin, I'm pro rest. <laughs> I love this. And this is the first time I have heard the phrase relationship with time. We talk so much about money mindset and our relationship with money and in the business world, we also talk about how time is money all the time. Like that's just like that phrase, which I'd be so curious to hear what your opinion on that phrase is. But I I don't think I've ever heard the phrase relationship with time. And I love it because I think about people who like – I think about the Enneagram a lot. And I think about people who feel like they have to earn their way to relaxation or earn their way to um, – to like they have to hustle or work harder and if they don't work hard they haven't they don't deserve the 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 money the success whatever comes their way and I can re like reverse I literally as you were talking I was reverse engineering like oh that probably is not a very healthy relationship with time <laughs> or your self-worth um so I'm okay I'm curious time is money how does that make you feel so essentially on um, it's a very uh black and white thinking, all or nothing thinking. And I try and whenever I'm, I'm very much so I, if you're into astrology, I'm a Gemini moon. And so that's very much like I process everything by seeing like the two sides and then I'm like, okay, what's the gray area or what's the in between. And so I want to say yes. And time is much more than money. Time is your life. Like money is, is it can come and go and, and, Again, there's so much privilege wrapped up in in this statement, right? And so I think that time is in our society and our economy and all these things, time is used as a resource. Time is told that it is a resource, but human lives aren't resources. And so time is our human life. So there's there's a whole trippy, like heady sort of circular type, like, Thing that I go through in my mind um, when I talk about this topic. And so I think, yes, and it's so much more than that. Yeah, I love that. I love that thinking. I'm a, I'm a big yes, and person as well. We'd be great at uh, improv. <laughs> I So one of the reasons why I really have loved watching your content and just becoming closer to you is my whole philosophy of entrepreneurship, I think is similar to your philosophy with time, at least, you know, in, in, in some ways, in that part of why I want to make entrepreneurship more, more accessible, and I've, I've slightly shifted uh, who I work with at this point from when I started, but when I started, I really just wanted to make entrepreneurship more accessible because I knew I started working with queer entrepreneurs way before I started my business, and I knew if you had more access as a marginalized community, I'm queer myself, if we got more access to money and we got more access to spend time the way we wanted to spend time, we could do so much more in this world. We could have so much more in this world. And we wouldn't have to be beholden to corporate 
workplaces that discriminated against us that uh, made us feel uncomfortable. And so we could take back that ownership. And I, I love your conversation about privilege. I know that we're a long way away from people being able to just quit their jobs and start their own business at any moment. But my goal, and I know that so many people in the coaching space and, and, and others who are working to help people get more access want to and are actively working towards making entrepreneurship. And I would say as a synonym to entrepreneurship, honestly, self-determination and creating your own your own dream lifestyle that to me is like everything that I'm about. I don't start a business because I want to make money. I started a business because I was sick of spending my time the way other people wanted me to spend my time. Um, I love this idea that time is your life too. Not how can we make how can we commodify that? That's we can't commodify that. We have to protect it. I love the word protect when it comes to this. And I, you know, and we've had conversations about three word rebellion. Not to go down a rabbit hole, but I've been like and I'll share a little bit of of the journey with it like I wanted it to my three-word rebellion to be around own my time or like something like that control my time and it's interesting that that paradigm also comes with capitalism and the oppressive forces that take our time and so I'm, I'm trying to like you know language is important and so I think that I have to still I'm still like playing around with it and, and trying to figure out like what is a word that doesn't like put our talons of control around time because it is its own entity. It's it's its own life. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting process as I continue to evolve my business and message and, and story, but very much so my philosophy is rooted in uh, the most compassionate, individual, holistic way to spend your time. Yeah, I love that. So I like to help coaches, especially new coaches, identify top priorities and goals kind of at each season of their business. I love doing that. I think what you need and the goals that you might set at the beginning stages of your business are completely different than when you're scaling from six figures to seven figures and beyond. Like each kind of season calls for something different. But once they set those goals, and I alluded to this at the beginning, right? The the big task is then to create a plan of action. So this is a super loaded question, and I'm, I'm very prepared for you to have a long answer to this, and I, I want to get into this, but like, what's the process that you work through to help people turn their goals into reality? So this is like the whole action plan. What's the kind of the step-by-step process you take? Yeah, so all entrepreneurs, major- I, I don't want to say all because that's black and white, most entrepreneurs uh, we love ideas. We love starting things. We love creativity. We are passionate. We are driven. And no matter where you are, whether you're a new coach, you're, you've been in the business for a couple of years or 10 years, 20 years, like we're in the entrepreneur space because of who we are, which is someone who has tons of ideas. And so I want to say that if you have a ton of ideas right here, right now, a ton of goals, all the things that you want to do, that's beautiful. That's why you're here. You are here because of this. And so we can use it to to our advantage, right? Instead of shaming ourselves and trying to fit into this mold of, I should have less goals. Like I I need to like change who I am, right? So again, my philosophy coming back to what is the most compassionate thing. And so there's two mindset shifts that also need to kind of come with priorities and, and goal setting. And so one is that 
this concept of divine timing is just like coming up over and over and over again in my mind and in in my atmosphere right it's it's one of those universes talking to me all the time right now about and so when we're when we believe in divine timing and you don't have to be woo woo to believe this at all right where you are is where you are but you can't argue with that that's a fact and so there's no high stakes there's no behind this there's no there's no rush to get somewhere you are where you are in the present moment like that's it and so when you rushed or when when you continue to rush and stress yourself out and tell yourself that you're behind you're too slow something that is so common right was we're behind we stress ourselves out which turns our prefrontal cortex off and we can't manage our time properly and we start to multitask and we actually do get less productive. We do get less done. And so that is a huge detrimental mindset, poor, unhealthy-ish relationship with time, right? <laughs> and then the other thing is remembering, so the flip side of that is you will make a bigger impact when you prioritize, when you focus, and when you figure out what ideas are for you right here and right now in this moment, you will make a bigger impact because we can't do it all, right? And so when, I guess when you know that you're not behind and you remember the concept of divine timing and, and you realize, you know, where you are is where you are and it, it really helps with this, I don't need to get everything done right now. And it really helps put things into a bigger perspective and helps you realize that you are where you are and what do you want to do, right? What is that like inner thing inside of you that you really do want to do? And so those are, those are the kind of mindset shifts that I think need to happen that helps people say, okay, I can prioritize. I can get focused. I can turn my dreams into a reality. I can figure out what those steps are. And that's the precursor of, of the tangible things that I want to share. <laughs> It's so interesting. I love that you brought up this this concept of divine timing and how a lot of times what's so odd is we have no bosses, right? As 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 entrepreneurs, we have no bosses. We are our own boss, and yet we still feel like there's this like arbitrary timeline we've put on ourselves all the time. At least I say ourselves because I put myself in that bucket. I can tell you weekly that I've I've said to myself, "Oh, I was supposed to do this today." And I was like, "Well, I was supposed to like record a podcast. Like who's telling me I need to do this? I, I literally created the show. I am my own boss. I have no idea why we put that on. And I'm sure we could dig into again, this relationship with time. That is so crucial. And I love, love, love that you pair those together in the order that you paired them. Because in order to be willing for, for me to put some of my big ideas down, I need to be able to tell myself, I will have time to get to them when it is the right time. And that is yeah. so painful to an impatient like uh, person like me, <laughs> which I think there are a lot of people who are working on that level of patience. Um, but when you say that, like the language that you use to describe divine timing, the language that you use when you say no behindness, no high stakes, that's the kind of stuff I like need to put into my like daily mantras in order to reduce this like relationship I have with impatience. So I love that. That was a huge gift to me. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. I love that you also 
say relationship to patients too, right? Because it is. We often think that like, and we get into like the meta shame of of I'm impatient, right? And that creates this like hamster wheel of like like vicious cycle of shame. I'm like, yeah, it it could go on forever. You're, you're <laughs> literally speaking my language. I've said that so many times. I'm like, I have to practice patience. I have to practice patience. I'm like, why? Why do I have to practice patience? Yeah. Can I just say, I know that I'm someone who wants to get things done fast all of the time, but what I can tell myself is I'm grateful that I, and I just love that you said that, like, I am grateful to have a bunch of ideas. I am so grateful for everything that my brain comes up with. I want to continue to sit in that gratitude and be able to say, yes, and, right? Yes, I'm so grateful for that. And here's where I can put those ideas. And when I want, when I'm ready to come back to them, they will be there waiting for me and probably even better and more fully formed mm-hmm. because I gave them time to breathe and grow and develop on their own time instead of like forcing it. That's why I love comparing this to nature as well because, and I, I, I use astrology in my personal life. I do not teach astrology in terms of time management yet, right? That's an idea that's like pondering out here in the ethers of whatever. But uh, the the concept of like moon cycles, right? Like a year and a half for from a new moon all the way to the you know the last where the new, next new moon is and so it's it's really beautiful like using nature as like your guidepost for everything is cyclical and again a reminder of divine timing like if if you need them everywhere look outside <laughs> like if you need a reminder of divine timing go outside because it is it's really powerful <laughs> We have constructed this world of, uh, you know, we've, we've constructed all of this, right? We've constructed needing to be somewhere at a certain time. We've constructed needing to hit a specific goal, like this X revenue goal by X time. Um, and yet we are part of nature inherently. We remove ourselves from nature so often uh, and put ourselves above it in a lot of ways, um, which is unfortunate. But I love that reminder because at the end of the day, like we are animals, we are we are species living through this earth. And sometimes when we go against that nature, sometimes when we, when we push against not just like general cyclicality and nature, but also pushing against our own individual personalities and in nature, things get that rub. And that's when things start to feel really out of control because we're not working within uh, – in the groove or in alignment or whatever language you want to use to describe that. So yeah, I'm, we're like going off on so many beautiful tangents because what you're saying to me, I'm like, I don't, I needed to hear this. <laughs> this. This podcast is for me right now. I'm loving it. Yeah. And so I want to preface all the strategy with, that I share, the tips that I share with it. it my philosophy, right? It is holistic. It is individual. And so I'm going to share what works for me and also what, what works for some of my clients but at the end of the day, always take what works for you. There's there's no box to we're gonna no no box that we're creating today. So one of the first things after talking about sort of divine timing and, and what we just went off on a little bit is when you have all of these goals, ideas, and you want to make them a reality, you have to sort of like you have to prioritize. You have to figure out what you're working on right here in this moment to get you to the next sort of like the visual of Frogger, right, comes into mind, like the next little hopping, like stepping stone while you're going across the river of entrepreneurship. And so um, I've never had that visual in my mind. But anyway, so to get to your next little stone, 
figure out like what is the the priorities that I'm focusing on and I love to connect this with nature and I love that you said seasons earlier because it's very seasonal our energy aligns with the seasons right it's right now as we're recording it's April and everybody's like let's go like it's Aries I'm I'm like gonna take all this action and which is beautiful right there's a time and place for that and so I love quarter planning when it when it comes to this conversation because you get aligned, you get focused, you prioritize, and it's not as scary, right? When we say we can only work on three things or four things or whatever for an entire year, our brains go, oh my God, no, that's scary. Like, I can't do that. I'm I'm not going to follow that. I'm going to change my mind in a month, like all these things that come up. And so that's why I'm a huge fan of just realigning your your top priorities, your top goals before you take action, right? It's aligning before you take action. <laughs> and so, yeah, when I was getting started, I quarter planning really changed my life because I was working as an engineer, nine to five. I was teaching yoga. I was planning a wedding at some point. <laughs> I was like getting prepared to become a digital nomad. Like I had all these things happening and I really wanted to start my business before I, I left on my, my year off. And so I really benefited from just saying like what are my top three goals for the next three months and threes are my magic number just because it is like again right figure out what your magic number is I recommend three because we overestimate and so we when we come back knowing like these are my top three it'll help us sort of not do too much and and actually make time for for rest and, and not hustling so yeah when when I started planning quarterly, I found so much success in it. And it helped me, like I said, make impact. So it's sort of like you have to prove to your brain, I can focus on these three things for these three months. And then when I hit them all, I can either rest, or I can add more, I can change, I can realign. And that usually happens in three months, right? It's like kind of perfect timing. So yeah, once you've gotten your type priorities that are in alignment, we've got to figure out how to actually make them happen after whittling it down, right? And so when I take, like, first step is when I have my goals, my top priorities, I have to turn them into actionable items, things that I actually do. And so if you go to my Instagram at some point, I recently posted a reel about my quarter plan and a lot of people DM me or commented or whatever, like mentioned it because it was cool to see that, you know, my goals and, and usually goals are set. Like I want 10 new clients for this quarter. Right. And instead, like when I posted this reel, I was like, I'm going to post about my offer 10 times a month. So it's actual tangible things that I can do that, that, start to that get me closer to the goal right because when I set a goal of 10 new clients that quarter we shame ourselves if we don't hit that we there's so much expectations and high stakes and stuff so you have to figure out what are the actionable items that will get you to the goal and that actually feel good right that don't make you feel crappy I love that, Becca. And I love to, right, we can't control how many clients we get. We can control the work that we put into it um, and have every intention and and know that the the actions that we're taking are aimed at and str- like strategically created to serve that end. Like if you wanted 10 clients and stuff like that, that's a very different like set of actions that you might take. 
if you wanted 30 or 40 clients, like that, that looks different. I love, love, love this idea of setting goals of things that you know that you can check off and that it isn't on a, like someone else's whim or someone else's time to be able to tell yourself whether or not you've been able to achieve that. I think that's so important for, uh, the, the ego, honestly. And I don't know if that's like a good thing or bad thing to, to massage that, but I love it. And I think it's like a really satisfying thing for the brain to be able to see and feel like we're making progress. Uh, even if the dollar amount or the clients coming in, um, is a slower growth than we wanted in, in the first place. I love that so much. And this is where sort of my spiritual beliefs come into play, right? Is like trusting the universe, trusting that, your higher power or source or whatever you want to call them, like delivers what, what you need, I guess, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that's, that's sort of like a step that I think a lot of people sort of miss is like, they set these like lofty goals of like 10, whatever, 10 new clients or, you know, what, whatever the goal. And especially in the online entrepreneur space, like it, it, a lot of people like I want to set my six-figure revenue goal and like I think I I mentioned to you a little bit ago uh the goal that like money goals don't necessarily motivate me because they create shame if I don't meet it and so yes and there's nothing wrong with like satisfying the ego right the ego keeps us alive at the end of the day so the ego is a part of us that like is is again shit on but it, it can help us. It can help us actually take action and make our dreams reality. You've just got to figure out how to use it, how to work with it, right? Like same with time. You've got to figure out how to work with it instead of like put your, I always say like your talons of control into time. It's a, it's a thing. It's a breathing, living thing. And, and we've got to figure yeah. out how to work with it. So after you have your action steps, right? You have your goals, you have your actionable items that you do, I like to do repeatedly. So like, what do I need to do every single week? Or what do I need to do every single month? Like, like I said, you know, post my offer 10 times a month on across channels on wherever. And the next step (laughs) is to put everything that is your priority on your calendar, everything, the time and place when and where you're going to do all of these actionable items that you say you're going to do. And if you can't fit it all in there, then go back to, you know, a little bit before and figure out like how to how to shift things to actually put time for everything, literally like legit everything that you want to make time for that you all your commitments, your self care, like everything that you want to make happen, put it in your calendar, like make time for it. I have a feeling this is going to be hard for some people. Uh, and the only reason why I say that is because I, as soon as you said that, thought, oh my gosh, that means I need to commit. That means I need to commit to things that a lot of times we push off, like self-care, because that's, those are like the, we, we consider them like the buffer periods where if I, if I need to do more work, I, I can easily dig into that, right? Because we put, like a lot of us put ourselves last or self-care last. Um, And I was actually recently talking to someone, a friend of mine, who said it's so often that we consider self-care a luxury when in reality, uh, if it needs to be like the purpose of everything we do. Yeah. And that, yeah. So I, I, I comment because if you're listening to this and you're like me and you're like, oh my gosh, putting everything in my calendar, the commitment is like, is essential for this to work. 
like to, to commit to yourself and to give yourself the gift of saying, I am, I'm setting a boundary around my self-care. I'm setting a boundary around the things that are really, really important to me. And they're that important to me. So other people, other time commitments, other things can come secondary to it. Yeah. So this is exactly what I do in my VIP day. And so what happens when you build this calendar, when you build this schedule, like the first thing that we, we figure out is what are your commitments currently, whether you have kids, whether you have a nine to five, like whatever you have that you don't have control over, right? Figure out that, figure out like your self-care, what you need to do to feel your most, you know, optimal, healthy, energized self. Figure out your boundaries and capacity around work. Do you want to work 70 hours a week, which is the average of the online entrepreneur? Do you want to, you know, like figuring out all these questions, answering these questions internally and getting an alignment and creating a schedule around those answers? So it's, it's a really important step to creating a schedule that actually works. And often what I also will bring up around, uh, around your calendar and schedule is that a lot of people will time block and they'll, like, they'll say, oh, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. when really they like to wake up around 8 or 7. They, they, they change everything about who they are and what naturally comes to them. And that's why your time blocking in the past hasn't worked. You've got to figure out what is most natural. And so that like once you figure out what's most natural and create a schedule around those, that like whatever is most natural to you, it will work because it's already naturally happening. Like you've it, it when it comes to time management, like radical self-love is what I think of because it's accepting who you are. You don't have to be a 5 a.m.er to be successful. You don't have to be anything other than your best self in who you are at this moment. You don't need to change anything about you. It's literally just like putting a puzzle together and yes to the fear, yes to commitment, yes to all the things that you said because and that's sort of the the holistic aspect to time management is like mindset, fear, emotions guide us. Like we don't spend our time based on what we like what we say in our mind logically we spend our time to what we feel like we need to do and you know when it comes to procrastination that's emotional it's not mental when it comes to all these things that that hurt how we spend our time it's emotional so you've got to work through some of the fear and commitment issues if you want your goals to become a reality and that's sort of a reality check there <laughs> Totally, totally. And I think that the commitment comes to, you know, all of this conversation you said around the fear around creating only three goals, right? Only three, as though that's not like also a large number two. Um, I, I get that a lot with my clients in the same way when we're talking about like defining who their customer is and things like that. There's this fear of limiting yourself, limiting your opportunity, when in reality, it's just a starting point, right? It's just a place for you to start for you to have a manageable, tackleable, um, not so overwhelming kind of thing to wrap your talents around, to use your language, right? Just a just a slightly different, you know, topic in business. But then it can expand from there. Once you've mastered that, once you feel good about that, you can grow. And I think a lot of times, anytime in the entrepreneurial space, if again, if you're the type of person who is like full of ideas, has a ton of passion, a ton of energy around what they're doing, 
that's a natural feeling, I think, to feel like more is more. Um, and the more you can do, the better you are. And so unlearning that is going to take a long time for us, but you're right. Like it takes that radical self-love because you can't unlearn something uh, in, a, in, in a comfortable way if you're constantly telling yourself that you're wrong or you're bad or you're impatient or all of these like negative things we like to tell ourselves. So I absolutely love that. So when you say figure out what works for you, the first thing I think of is like, how? <laughs> I don't know what works for me. So what kind of questions do you ask yourself? What kind of work do you go through uh, to help identify what your best kind of natural um, state of getting shit done is? What, yeah. And I, I want to like solidify the process a little bit before we go into it, what to do when you're actually getting shit done, when you're actually doing stuff. And so we've prioritized, we've got aligned, we've turned our our priorities or goals into actionable things and we've thrown all that into the calendar and sort of in that process of throwing things into the not throwing things that's sort of like careless um when we craft and create a schedule in our our calendar um with our actionable items with all of our commitments it it's combining this next step which is like how to actually do right? How to actually make it happen. And so there's a couple of things in, in where you ask yourself this, this sort of sort of starting point is what has worked in the past? Because the past are clues. So for example, what has motivated you in the past? Has it been rewards? Has it been starting at small little bite-sized pieces where you're like, oh, I can actually do this. Like, I'm excited. Let's go. Let's do more. Um, is it accountability? Is it in within accountability? Is it tracking yourself, like actually noticing what you have done, right? External support in, in accountability, someone checking in on you, making sure that happens. And then there's also another thing that I like to bring up around accountability, which is just solidarity. And solidarity meaning co-working spaces, people who are working together with you and, and bring that energy of, of getting shit done. And so those things are just small examples of what motivates you. And so if any of those things sort of ring true for you, use them, like use what works for you, what has worked in the past, and then have the mindset of like fresh new eyes, right? It's sort of like data mining when you're writing copy or whatever. It's like experimenting with what, like what works for going forward. And, and what actually lights you up instead of shaming and making you feel worse. Like that's usually the, the internal gauge factor that I like to listen to is my body. And again, that's because I'm a yoga teacher and I love somatic experiencing and like, I love all this stuff. So again, that's another exercise in like how to figure out what is, what works for you. And that's why I like human design as well, because that is sort of like a, one of the tools that I've used to help me answer questions, make decisions, like what's my energy like, all that stuff. And so, yeah, when, when you're figuring out what to, like how to actually do, how to get motivated, how to get energy, how to get focused, figure out what has worked in the past and start to use those as breadcrumbs to like tie everything together. I love this. Okay. I want to circle back to something you said earlier, which is a lot of times we think that the magic fix is going to be the tool. <laughs> 
That's me. That is literally me. Like I can't get organized because Asana doesn't work for me. I can't get organized because ClickUp doesn't work for me. I will say to my, I will like just completely 100% come clean. I hate project management tools. They always make me feel inadequate because they don't work for me. And I felt like if they don't work for me, then literally no project management tool, no, you know, structured project management can work for me. And I felt really low uh, and kind of crappy about that, honestly, because I, I get a lot done. I managed to accomplish a ton. And for some reason, I feel like, you know, I could be doing so much more if I just knew how to use ClickUp. <laughs> if ClickUp just worked for me, I could even do more. So I loved, I love just your like reminder to us that it's not the tool, it's the relationship with time. But I'm still going to ask the question. And that is a lot of people I talk to say like, what do you recommend? Like, how do you recommend finding the right, you know, system? It doesn't have to be like a tool, but the right system for you if all of these like pre-built systems just aren't working or aren't keeping me motivated, how do you walk through, how do you walk through with your clients, try to figure out the right system and how can we kind of look at that for ourselves? This is so common. You know, this is, this is the reason why I go back to digital calendar because you can visually see time. It's like a puzzle piece that you just like fit all of the things that you want to do into one, one area. And the concept of this is like just decompartmentalizing when we have this Trello board and this paper planner and these post-it notes all over our desk and just like all the things, we we stretch ourselves thin in, in our planning and our time management, which is why you feel stretched and overwhelmed and, and exhausted and unorganized. Come back to the most simplest thing, which is digital calendar. Digital calendar is, and this is obviously my... Um, my favorite thing because it's so simple and what I personally do I'm going to just share like I have I have so I have one Trello board that is my content editorial calendar so it's not really like uh project management it's more project management than task management they're two different things which is a whole different conversation um and so that is sort of just for me and my VA to like make sure that we're going through our our stuff and in, in our content Aside from that, I literally have uh, a, I have a Mac products, so I have notes on my phone and, and computer that link, and that's my to-do list, and then that's it. Like, that's all I, I need, and then I plan my week every week and put my entire to-do list in my calendar that sort of has the, the containers, like I talked about earlier, the containers of my goals and my self-care and, like, all the things that are important to me and I want to make time for in it. So it's sort of like twofold, right? So you have your calendar that has your sort of systematized like schedule. And then on top of that, you just add in your tasks, your to-do list um, that you want to get done that week. And so, yeah, it's, it's when you put every, like when you come back to simplest tools, it, it really works. But, you know, a lot of, I work with, entrepreneurs who like have the business down and just want their time back and so they've already kind of like figured out their project management task management tool that works for them and um, I think any tool can work for anybody it's just figuring out what the right one is I love that you know I feel like I just went to a doctor's office and like I told them like my workout or like my health regimen and they like gave me the stamp of approval (laughs) I am a chronic I put everything in my life in into notes and in that case, I have right decompartmentalized my life. I use one system to track everything. 
And I know that it stresses, especially my fiance, she looks over my shoulder and she's like, like, how do you make sense of all that? I'm like, for me, it's searchable. I like the headings. Uh, I like, it's like using a notebook, but more organized in my opinion. So for me, it works. And I think I've just felt some shame around, like I'm not using some fancy tool. So I must not be as organized as other people. When in reality, it sounds like I use the same thing as you do, which makes me feel really good, which it shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> it's just about what works, but I love that. Okay. When it comes to setting goals, once you've set your, your quarterly goals, how can you use those to guide what kind of resources or tools or like learning or whatever type, kind of activities you need to help make those goals a reality? Cause I know a lot of us get sucked into like ads, other coaches. I get like a million ads a day for coaches, for courses, for things like that. How can we also use our goals, not just to manage our time, but to manage our focus when it comes to especially trying to learn and gobble up every little, you know, piece of information we possibly can. Yeah. So I actually have a YouTube video on this of of how to actually do and learn, especially, you know, and we're just, we're at a point of learning marketing and content and like all these things, right? We have to learn so much when we're doing this. And I think that goals can help you, your priorities, once you figure out what they are, can help you say yes and no, right? They're your guideposts. They're your lamps to get through this dense forest of all the information that is being thrown at us. And so when you figure out your priorities and you have, you know, what to invest in, and it's a really great question of what to invest in. It, it's a it's a great tool or guidepost to what to say yes to, what to say no to. And I think that whatever you say yes to, whatever you invest in in that quarter needs to be directly connected to your priorities like how you're going to make your priorities your dreams a reality and so right now for example like I my goal was to be on 10 podcasts one right here um and so yeah like I'm right now I'm I'm figuring out if I want to in this quarter invest in like a public speaking support or coach or something to help me just use my speaking skills because I love speaking and just level up right and and amplify and so I think that they your your priorities should really help you navigate what to say yes to what to invest in and and right what what to put on your calendar 100% which is what we've talked about but yeah does that answer your question (laughs) I love it I love it so much okay I could literally talk to you for a million hours about all of this stuff like I, you, you gave me more questions, which is a good thing. That's a good thing. Um, so before we go, I just want to, I want to direct everyone listening to you, what you have going on, share what you have going on and how can our listeners connect with you if they need help managing their time and making their goals a reality, which I'm guessing are a lot of people listening. Cause I certainly know, right. All of us can use that support. Even I do. Like I, I utilize support. And so there, you know, that's a whole nother conversation around asking for help and getting support. But I am on Instagram at the Holistic Time Coach. And on, you know, YouTube, I have lots of YouTube videos that can help you shift your mindset. A lot of it is around mindset just because I'm a coach. But I um, and recently are soon putting out a new VIP service and then helping people create, like I talked about a little bit, a schedule that is natural, that actually works for you, something that you can follow through with. You can uh, 
practice radical self-love with and and make your dreams come true right in in your schedule and so that is is really exciting I love VIP sessions just to like get it get in like create and then like peace out a little bit but if you don't want to just peace out I have with the VIP I have a six-month support package that you can get as well that we go through we go into your relationship with with time we help you um, heal a lot of of some any of the things that you have if you feel behind or slow or whatever and so those are the, those are the sort of two ways to work with me right now I will make sure I put all of the links and the, the links for every episode will always be in the show notes so check out the notes you'll be able to connect directly with Becca literally reach out to her she's an amazing resource she's been an amazing resource for me and uh every one of her lives every one of her videos like packed with tons and tons of information so thanks so much again becca for joining and hopefully we have you on again soon i'm very excited uh to dig into all things especially relationship with time that really that really piqued my interest so thanks again everyone for joining us um continue the conversation in the coach boss energy facebook group and we'll see you next time Bye.